Hey everyone, it's Cheryl and Tony. Buckle up for this Monday morning edition of the Disney Drive Time Podcast. So normally when we record a show, we record live. And if we miss a story or skip something, we just get it on the next show in a couple days. Right. However, some breaking news happened uh, last evening mm-hmm. at about uh, 9.30, 9.45 Eastern Time. Uh, and uh, do you want to share that with people? Yeah. Um, huge news. Um, they fired Bob Chapek and they brought Bob, Bob Iger back. That's right. Uh, so Bob Iger is returning immediately as CEO of the Walt Disney Company. Uh, you may remember that he left the company in uh, 2021 at the end of the year. And uh, he was CEO for 15 years. And he has come back for a two-year term. And his mandate is to set the strategic direction for renewed growth and to work with the board in developing a successor to lead the company at the completion of his term. So uh, they're saying Bob Chapek has stepped down from his position, which is a very polite way of saying they showed him the door. Right. Um, and uh, if you're a Disney fan, this is great news. Yes, it is. It doesn't mean that they're going to roll back all of Chapek's no. uh you know, the, 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 the nickel and diming he's done to us over the past couple of years. Right. Uh, some of that nickel and diming was done under Bob Iger mm-hmm. at, at Chapek's decision because he was leading parks and experiences back then. Uh, so paying for parking was Chapek's idea. Chapek was an, a, a by, the, by the numbers guy. He wasn't right. really a people person. No, and, and the thing is, I think the reason why he didn't, you know, immediately get thrown out was, uh, yeah, he was a numbers guy. And you know what? The people on the board and all the stockholders liked the fact that he was making money for the company. Uh, but numbers haven't been good. Oh, the, the numbers have been good. The per person spending is up. However, across the board, entertainment stocks are down. And since the beginning of the year, the Disney stock has dropped 41%. Uh, so, you know, you think that's numbers are good. <laughs> well, they're, they just released their, 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 they had, they just had their quarterly earnings call and the numbers were good. The numbers were up, um, per person spending was up. Of course, we know a lot of their money is coming now from Disney plus that was up. Um, but the, the, the big thing, I think that what led to his ouster is public opinion. Oh yeah. Everyone people hates him. do not like him. No. Uh, he was renewed in June as CEO for a three-year term, mm-hmm. uh, which I thought was crazy. But right. I, I expected we'd deal with him for three years. 2025 would come and we would get somebody new. Right. Uh, I did not expect Bob Iger to be coming back. Yeah. I'm. Well, yeah. I mean, if it's not about the money, though, what the heck happened? Well, you know, it, it's funny because Bob Iger is, is greatly respected uh, throughout the company, throughout the business world. He was with the ABC slash Disney company for 40 years. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was a company man. Um, and and Chapek, like every time he put out something, it it went against, you know, it just, it rubbed everybody wrong. Whether right. it's employees or guests. Yeah, cast members did not the like media, him. media, no one really liked him. Um, and Iger recently stated that Chapek uh, succeeding him as CEO was his biggest regret. Mm-hmm. Even though they worked together, they worked together during COVID. Uh, they kind of held the dual CEO position. Bob Iger was originally supposed to leave in 2019. He extended for a little bit and then COVID hit. He extended out to the end of 2021 uh, to co-lead the company with Bob Chapek. Right. And then the minute Iger left, it, it just seems like everything came off the rails. Yeah. 
Um, so do you think he's the one that just said like, all right, I'll come back. Cause this is ridiculous. This guy just sucks. <laughs> I don't know what led to this. Uh, it, it's going to be very interesting as, as time plays out to see if we find out what the impetus of this move is. Um, I mean, I'm just wondering, like, did they go to Iger or did Iger come to them? Right. I don't know. Either way, it's super exciting. Um, I don't know what kind of changes we'll see. I think things are just going to have to like stabilize a little bit. I think that's exactly what it's going to be is we're not going to see any changes. Right. For a while. It's going to be like, all right, let's just get our shit together and, uh, you know, stop making changes. Let's make things that, you know, right the way way that they are. Let's get some of our people back. We're not going to worry about their, he started talking about um, like hiring freezes and layoffs Mm -hmm. and I don't, none of that stuff is going to happen under, under Bob Iger. Right. The they, things that Shapak was talking about. He's there to write the ship. I think so, yeah. And, uh, you know, it'll be interesting. Um, originally, a number of years ago, under Bob Iger, we had Tom Staggs, who was the CFO. Mm-hmm. And people thought that he was going to be the successor. And then all of a sudden, he just disappeared. He left the company. Mm-hmm. There was a falling out. I okay. guess, I, I don't know if it was a behind-the-scenes Chapek move. Right. Um, but Tom Staggs was, at one point, you know, kind of the heir apparent. Yeah, I remember the name. And he was very likable. Mm-hmm. Um, now, it, does this elevate Josh Tomorrow uh, as as the new successor? Maybe uh, to 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 Bob Iger. Um, so it's it's going to be interesting to see how the next two years play out. Um, the only thing I know is that the next CEO will not be Bob Chapek. That is for sure. And it will not be me. No. And and you're I'm not going to put your hat in the ring. No, I'm not. Mm-hmm. Uh, my ears in the ring, I guess. And uh, I'm going to have to edit you out because you did use an adult word a, a couple minutes ago. Well, I mean, have we decided that this for sure isn't an adult show? Uh, it is. Sometimes. <laughs> Although I'm very childish. So uh, that is the breaking news. Um, we go back to our, our regular podcast uh, right after this. So we will be following this. You'll, we'll probably have more of an update for you on Wednesday's show. Uh, with some additional details, if there are any, uh-huh. uh, if any changes come about immediately. Uh, but uh, until then, the big news, as Cheryl mentioned, uh, Chapek out, Iger in. Awesome. Yes. Welcome back. Thanks. You were in uh, Chicago. I was. It was who's, cold. Whose nickname is? The Windy City. Exactly. It was windy. It was very windy. It was windy. cold. Any, any snow? Yep. Awesome. Yep. Just like snow squalls, but like all day, all the days I was there. And multiple delays. Uh, yeah, and coming gate home. changes. Yeah, yeah. And you got to see a brachiosaurus in I the did, airport. did, in the airport. Yep. Yeah, which is pretty cool. So yeah, it was an adventure. Welcome back home. Let's, Thank you. Uh, let's talk Disney Parks blog. All right. Um, Mickey's Toontown is going to be reopening at Disneyland Park on March 8th of 2023. That's right. This was announced back on November 18th, which was Mickey and Minnie's 94th birthday. Congratulations to both of you. And uh, they will be opening Mickey's Toontown as well as Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway, uh, which is going to be the new home to the El Capitoon Theater where the ride takes place. And uh, the actual Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway is going to open on January 27th. Oh. Uh, and that is when the Disney 100 Years of Life, um, I'm sorry, 100 Years of Wonder celebration comes to life at the Disney Resort. So, uh, yeah, they'll get a couple months with that ride, and then they'll reopen the right. rest of the land. Okay. 
Um, Disney Parks Experiences and Products were awarded for industry excellence. That's right. This past weekend was the IAAPA Expo, which is the International International Association of Amusement Parks and Attractions that took place in Orlando. And uh, Disney Parks and Products did win. Galactic Star Cruiser was recognized with a Thea Award for out one, uh, Outstanding Achievement. Um, let's see. The Main Street Electrical Parade received the Thea Classic Award. And Tokyo Disney Sea received the Lisberg Applause Award, which recognizes outstanding theme parks worldwide. I believe that even Harmonious won uh, an award. Oh, all right. So these were also award um, projects that received Brass Ring Awards, and that is Best Theatrical Production, Tale of the Lion King at Disneyland Resort. Most Creative Christmas or Holiday Show is Mickey's Dazzling Christmas Parade at Disneyland Paris. The most creative Halloween haunt show or experience, Let's Get Wicked at Hong Kong Disneyland. Most creative multimedia spectacular, Harmonious at Epcot. And the most creative property-wide event is Disneyland Paris's 30th anniversary celebration. All right. So uh, congratulations, Disney. Okay. Um, Keeping Our Oceans Amazing campaign has been launched in celebration of Avatar The Way of Water. That's right. Uh, Disney and uh, 20th Century Studios are releasing Avatar The Way of Water on December 16th. And as good global citizens, they are uh, starting this campaign to raise awareness about the challenges facing oceans and marine life. Uh, This campaign supports the Nature Conservancy and its work to pretend 10 of our nation's oceans, amazing animals and their habitats. Uh, And it kind of connects everything to Pandora. Okay, good. So, yeah, good kudos to them as good global citizens. Some new Thanksgiving uh, wallpapers, backgrounds, and Instagram stickers are available. That's right, from the Disney Parks blog. If you head over to the holidays section, you can get backgrounds and uh, stickers for your social media. Fun. I like the Happy Turkey, Happy Turkey Day turkey leg. Yeah, that's cute. Emu leg. Right. All right, now that's enough from the Parks blog, so let's head over to Disneyland. All right, you know, as usual, the stories in Disneyland are about churros. There is now a pistachio cherry churro. That's right. Um, It's not the first time they've had this. It is not, but it is back for the holiday season. It is the pistachio pistachio cherry churro that you can find in New Orleans Square. It is a cinnamon churro rolled in pistachio and sour cherry sugars served with a side of ghost pepper grape sauce. Interesting. Uh, that will set you back $6.75 at Disneyland. All right. Um, the Mandalorian and Grogu have debuted in Star Wars Galaxy's Edge at Disneyland. That's right. Uh, they are in the parks. Now, people have questioned why they are not in uh, Walt Disney World. And that is because the Mandalorian is apparently outside of the time frame that Galaxy's Edge and Star Wars Galactic Star Cruiser are in. So they don't want to muddy the waters of continuity. Look how cute he is. He is adorable, Grogu, in his little side pouch. Yeah. Um, So great photo opportunities there. No word on how long uh, he will be there. Okay. They will be there. And uh, more churro news. A hot chocolate churro is available at... California Adventure. That's right. That is available at Terran Treats in the Avengers Campus. And they have a hot chocolate churro, which is hazelnut chocolate, spicy chocolate streusel, and mini marshmallows for $6.75. All righty. And I think we've got one more churro in California. And that is the uh, Abuelita flavored churro. 
What is that? Um, Isn't that like grandmother? No, it is a chocolate flavor. Oh. Um, it is a cinnamon chocolate and cinnamon flavor with a sweetened condensed milk dipping sauce. Uh, and that is available in the Disney. No, I'm sorry, it's available at California Adventure, but it doesn't say which cart it is available from. You're gonna have to search it down. So that is six dollars and seventy-five cents. Oh, it's at the churro cart near Goofy's Sky School. Alrighty, we need to just go to Disneyland and eat all the churros. We do, but let's uh, let's head over to Disney World now, where they don't have as many churros. No, they don't. Um, they have extended the hours for December, New Year's Eve. Um, at, just and New Year's Eve at the Magic Kingdom, Epcot, um, and Animal Kingdom. That's right. Magic Kingdom will now open at 8 a.m. Uh, on a number of days in December, and it will close at 6 p.m. on the days with Mickey's Very Merry Christmas Party. They will stay open at 11 p.m. on a number of nights, uh, and then on December 30th and 31st, the Magic Kingdom will be open from 9 a.m. to 1 a.m. to celebrate the holidays. Epcot will remain open until 1 a.m. on December 31st, New Year's Eve. And Animal Kingdom will stay open until 8 a.m. on December 4th, 10th, 11th, 23rd, and 24th. It will open an hour earlier from December 9th through the 12th, the 17th through 19th, and the 22nd through 24th. Great. Mickey's Very Merry Christmas Party is now fully sold out. That's right. Uh, If you are trying to buy tickets, you're not going to get them. So uh, we've mentioned before that sometimes tickets are available day of, but it's always best, of course, to pre-purchase your tickets. Yeah, I'm not even sure about this day of stuff. I mean, we've said that, but I've never actually seen it happen. So Mm -hmm. um, definitely don't count on that. All right. Tron Light Cycle Run entrance has been lit as construction continues on the walkways. Yeah, that's very exciting. We've got lights. Uh, We've seen some signs hanging, uh, but we now have lighting in the entryway. Fantastic. I know. It's going to be open before you know it. I know. All right. Um, There is a pass holder exclusive cinnamon frozen Coca-Cola at Epcot. That's right. If you enjoy frozen Coca-Cola and you're an annual pass holder, you can get a cinnamon frozen Coca-Cola, which is garnished with apple chips and served in a souvenir pass holder themed cup. Uh, And that is available during the International Festival of the Holidays, which begins on November 25th. Lovely. Um, and speaking of the uh, International Festival of the Holidays, they have released the menus for that. Yeah, the menus have been released. Um, not going to go through all of them, but, uh, it, you know, like any festival in Epcot, um, it's food, it's a celebration, uh, and there is a ton of good stuff. So we find that on the Eats page on the Disney Parks blog? Yes. Okay. Um, the Epcot Christmas tree has been erected. Yep, it's uh, fully up ahead of the International Festival of the Holidays. All right. And there are some holiday magic shots and photo ops that are available at the Disney World Resort. That's right. Most of them are available now, but some will not begin until November 25th, which is the start of the International Festival of the Holidays. Uh, You can get a Zoom shot with a snow globe in front of the plaza at the Magic Kingdom. Uh, There are some, oh, I like the Tinkerbell magic shot where she's in a little festive holiday uh, costume outside of her normal green costume. Very cute. Uh, on the bridge to leading to Oasis, uh, from Oasis to Discovery Island in the Animal Kingdom, uh, on Hollywood Boulevard, and at World Celebration in Epcot. Um, they have some special uh, magic shots with snow um, and, oh, mistletoe as well. Cute. So snowflake and mistletoe shots are available in all four parks. And then in front of the Christmas tree at Magic Kingdom, they will kind of do a Santa's naughty and nice list. 
Are you sure? That looks like it's at Hollywood Studios. Oh, you are right. It's funny, but they have everything around that mentions the Tree of Life and ah. Hollywood Boulevard. <laughs> so uh, plenty of uh, photo pass goodness. Yeah, those are for always your holiday fun. Trip. Yeah. All right. Um, let's see. Disney has finally fixed the Spaceship Earth entrance sign. It's been down for six months. That's right. It's been covered for well over six months, and it is finally up and operational. Uh, so if you want to know how long the standby entrance wait is, you can now see. Uh, it's funny because Spaceship Earth, the minute the park opens, that standby line goes up. Right. Because when the park opens, the World Showcase usually isn't open. So everybody wants to do a ride. They jump on that. It's also the first thing you see when you right. walk in. And then later on in the day, the wait's like 10 minutes. Yeah. So never do Spaceship Earth to start your day. <laughs> All right. Uh, Tokyo Dining at Epcot is closed until the summer of 2023. That's right. They're Well, they're not closed yet. They're going to close. Oh, they are closed. They closed today. Uh, and they will be reopening in the summer of 2023 with a new look. No word on uh, if they're going to redo the menu or if it's just a refurbishment of the restaurant. However, Takumi Tei uh, is expected to reopen any day now. Takumi Tei has been closed since March of 2020. All right. Um, Disenchanted has some... Um, the Disenchanted costumes are on display at Hollywood Studios. That's right. If you've ever been to Walt Disney Presents, you know at the end of the exhibit, they usually have some costumes set up in the display cases, uh, and they do rotate them on a semi-regular basis. Mm -hmm. And the Disenchanted costumes are there now, uh, and that is because Disenchanted premiered on Disney Plus this week, and it's the sequel to uh, Enchanted. Uh, we have not yet had a chance to watch it, and I'm, I'm hoping it's good. We'll probably get a chance at some point this week. Yeah, I would hope so. All right, the Toy Story Land characters are dressed up for Christmas uh, at Hollywood Studios. And we talked about Jessie already with her little um, starlight candies on her vest, which wasn't, you know, too festive. Um, but this time, um, it's Woody also, and it looks like he has on an ugly sweater vest. He does. He has an ugly red sweater vest, and his holster uh, is carrying a candy cane. Okay. So that's a little festive. Yeah. Uh, and then Buzz Lightyear is now sporting a Santa Claus hat with uh, fluffy trim. All right. So, you know, it's not too much of a super uh, costume update for them, but at least it's a little festive. I like Woody's. Yeah. All right. Um, you can visit Santa Claus at Disney Springs with a virtual queue. That's right. I think we mentioned a little bit of this last week. Mm -hmm. uh, but you can go to visit Santa Claus uh, and scan a QR code, which will put you into the virtual queue. Uh, and that will give you a return time. Uh, and uh, they do have it set up in Once Upon a Toy. Yes, we did talk about this last week, yeah. so my apologies. I wanted no it, changes there. I wanted it outside in the hut. That's right. And, uh, you know, we mentioned last week the Christmas tree trail. Right. Which is where you used to visit Santa Claus. Well, that's been gone since COVID. Okay. Uh, and 2022 is the third year of the Disney Springs Christmas Tree Stroll. Mm -hmm. So the Christmas Tree Stroll, presented by Advent Health for 2022, uh, is set up, uh, a series of Christmas trees set up around Disney Springs. So between now and December 30th, you can walk around and take a look at the trees. You can also get a Christmas Tree Stroll 2022 map. And if you complete the map, you get a special finisher's button. Ooh. So you put the theme of the tree, the sticker for the theme of the tree on this tree location, and then go back and get your sticker. Fun. Yeah. All right. Um, Disney Cruise Line has confirmed um, that they purchased the unfinished Global Dream Ship. That's right. This we did not get a chance to no, talk about while you were gone. this is pretty exciting. So this is, this is big. So this rumor first came out in October, early October, about first 
October 9th, I believe. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the rumor was that Disney was going to be purchasing um, a cruise ship from another company that was abandoned uh, mm-hmm. over at the shipyard in Germany. Um, so this this company, uh, Global, uh, the ship is in Global Dream, and Global Dream and Global Dream 2 had been ordered uh, by a company to be located in Shanghai to handle the Asian market. Mm-hmm. Uh, and um, the company opted not to go forward. Golden Dream 2 is being disassembled for scrap metal. Uh, and Golden Dream is being turned into a new Disney cruise line ship. It is not na- yet named. It is expected to join the fleet in 2025. It is a big ship. It's a mega cruiser. Mm. So it is larger than any Disney cruise ship right now. Right. It's expected uh, to have a guest capacity of approximately 5,000. The maximum capacity on the ship is 9,000, but Disney says that they're going to max out at 6,000. Okay. Uh, so still, that makes it bigger than any ship. Uh, the the uh, Global Dream uh, was designed to have the largest cinema at sea, oh, cool. which is pretty funny considering that the Disney Wish uh, and the Triton-class ships tiny, tiny have very theaters. tiny, like, 70-seat theaters right. in them. Uh, and um, if you look at the pre-production uh, artists' renderings for the Global Dream, it actually does show a casino. Mm-hmm. So we don't know if they will be adding a casino. Maybe this will be the first Disney cruise ship right. to get a casino. Maybe not. Mm-hmm. You know, Disney does not... Uh, you know, they don't count on that revenue uh, from the uh, casino to help. Right. But if it's hitting an Asian market, I believe that um, that's a huge part it of, is. you know, I don't know, vacationing or, mm-hmm. or you know, leisure and entertainment is casinos. So um, they might need to in order to, to make their clientele happy in that part of the country. Right. Uh, I'm sorry, part of the world. Yep. So this <laughs> ship, uh, big things about it, it runs on green uh Green methane? Uh, no, sorry, green ethanol. It, it's a new, uh, very efficient, non-carbon producing, non-greenhouse gas producing fuel. Okay. So it's very uh, good for the environment. Um, it's uh, 19 stories tall. Wow. So it's about six stories tall than any other Disney ship, um, which is good because the capacity is bigger. And um, it's expected to join it, the fleet, as I said, in 2025. The Disney Treasure is still expected to join the fleet in 2024. And then there will be a seventh unnamed ship, unnamed ship, the Triton-class ship, joining the fleet in the future. Uh, so, um, you know, eventually, if they don't retire any ships, Disney will have eight ships in the fleet. Yeah. But, you know, when you look at it, the wonder and the magic are very closely coming up on 25 years uh, of age. Right. Uh, so it might be time to replace uh, a ship or two. All right. So very big news, and we'll be following that on the cruising front. Okay. Um, the Disney Parks um, is getting set up for their magical Christmas Day parade. That's right. It's already been filmed, and there are two specials uh, coming up that we should know about. The Wonderful World of Disney Magical Holiday Celebration, which will be airing on next Sunday, the 27th, from 8 to 10 p.m. I believe there is an Olaf uh, Christmas special that oh, precedes that. Fun. It's already like three or four years old, so oh, it's not, it's not, not new. <laughs> um, and then, of course, on Christmas Day, we will have the Disney Parks Magical Christmas Day Parade. Uh, both of them will air on your local ABC network. For the magical holiday celebration, uh, we get Derek and Julianne Huff, Becky G, Black Eyed Peas, Chloe Flower, David Foster and Catherine McPhee, Il Volo, Jordan Sparks, Marin Morris, Megan Trainer, Neo, and Run DMC. All right. Uh, for the magical Christmas Day parade, uh, Derek Huff and Julianne Huff, 
Black Eyed Peas, Chloe Flower, David Foster, and Catherine McPhee, Marin Morris, Megan Trainer, Neo, and Il Volo. So apparently, uh, you know, Run DMC, not good enough for Christmas Day. Okay, or maybe he was just busy. They. Maybe they were just busy. Um, A teaser trailer has been released for Pixar's Elemental. That's right. Pixar is a story uh, about a city where fire, water, land, and air residents live together. You mean Elemental is a story. What did I say? Pixar. Pixar. Yes. You. Thank you for correcting me. Uh, the two lead characters are Wade and Ember. One is fire, one is water, and they learn to uh, live together. So that uh, trailer is posted on our Facebook page. Oh, all right. Um, there's some new images and details about Indiana Jones 5. That's right, Indiana Jones 5 coming to theaters next summer. It is Harrison Ford's last outing as uh, Indy. And it's going to take place, a lot of it, in New York City in 1969 during the Apollo space program. So it's jumping ahead uh, a good 20 years. And um, it's, uh, of course, about Indy and Nazis who are now a part of the space program uh, and how they are uh, all intertwined into Apollo. Uh, So there will be some historical... uh, parts that India is involved in, like the ticker tape parade uh, down Broadway when the Apollo 11 astronauts returned. So uh, it looks like it could be fun. Uh, Still no word on when we're going to get our first trailer. Okay. Um, A Sophia the First spinoff is in development. That's right. Sophia the First ran on Disney Junior from 2013 to 2018. And uh, there's a new rumor uh, that there's going to be a spinoff coming. Uh, and it's uh, no word on what it is yet, but if you're a Sophia the First fan, well, you've got to be excited about that. <laughs> now, what's going on over at Universal? All right. Um, Universal Orlando announced their Mardi Gras float ride and float ride and dine experience. That's right. They used to have a float ride experience, um, but they have modified that now to have a float ride and dine. So during the 2022 Mardi Gras Festival... Uh, you will be able to purchase a ride on a parade float and then jo- and enjoy a three-course meal from one of four participating Universal Orlando restaurants. Um, the package uh, starts at $64.99 per guest. There are age and height restrictions due to the parade float, uh, and uh, separate theme park admission is required, and you must purchase that at least 24 hours before the event. Your meals will be... Uh, taking place at Finnegan's Bar and Grill, Lombard Seafood Grill, the Cowfish Sushi Burger, Sushi Burger Bar, or the NBC Sports Grill and Bar. If you're interested in that, you can go to the Universal Orlando website and book that. All right. Uh, mistletoe Pines signs and Earl the Squirrel and an Earl the Squirrel truck have arrived at Universal CityWalk Orlando. That's right. Mistletoe Pines Village, which is where Earl the Squirrel lives, uh, has a billboard set up now and his red truck is there with some Christmas trees in it. So uh, Christmas almost in full effect over in Orlando. Wonderful. Um, the Red and Green Coconut Club is now open at CityWalk Orlando. And that's right. So the Red Coconut Club, which you may remember during Halloween, uh, got a Creature from creature of the Black Lagoon makeover upstairs mm-hmm. uh, and a Halloween theme downstairs has now been, right over, been made over to the Green and Red Coconut Club in the spirit of Christmas. Uh, so they have uh, put a lot of kitschy Christmas stuff in there. Of course, you can go to the Green and Red Coconut Market, which sell which sells a bunch of holiday items. Uh, but they've really brought in some Christmas theming uh, into this tiki bar uh, style location, and it's really cute. Lots of big, uh, what do you call them, like soldier nutcracker style stuff. 
uh, and some old kitschy uh, trees. Okay. Uh, as well as an ad for North of the Border with all the squirrel, which <laughs> uh, which I like. Uh, all right. South of the Border. That's cute. So, um, cool doings by Universal. Okay. Um, SeaWorld Abu Dhabi is the company's first overseas park, and it's supposed to debut in 2023. That's right. Abu Dhabi. Uh, is where the uh, next Sea World will be. Sea World will be, and that is part of the United Arab Emirates. And um, they're going to have six marine environments and five floors of indoor attractions. And unlike other Sea Worlds, no killer whales. Uh, so this is their first international park. Uh, and during the uh, IAAPA Expo in Orlando last week, um, their uh, president made an announcement that the theme park would be opening in 2023. And uh, that's uh, pretty. Um, that's pretty cool. The, it was originally announced in 2016. It had an original opening date of 2022. Of course, that got pushed back by COVID. But when it opens, it will include one of the world's largest aquariums with over 6.6 million gallons of water and 68,000 marine animals. Uh, they will have interactive exhibits, rides, and a conservation-focused research and rescue center. Um, they, of course, are distancing themselves from killer whales. Uh, this is going to be the first dedicated marine life research, rescue, rehabilitation, and return center that specializes in marine life ecosystems in the Persian Gulf. Um, and unlike other SeaWorld parks, this one is completely indoors. All right. Yeah, so uh, great for them and look forward to seeing pictures of that because they usually go all out. Cool. All right. Is that the end of our news? I think so. All right. So until Wednesday, I'm Tony. And I'm Cheryl. And you've been listening to the Disney Drive Time Podcast.